0: It'll just be the icy couch without her until she shows up.
1: Okay.
0: Good. But the icy couch is good for all of us Um, because it reminds us that we're always at the moment of practice, doesn't matter what the condition, doesn't matter what the situation, it's always the opportunity of right where we are. And it's up to us to do what's necessary because we're the only ones that, um, what should I say, hinder ourselves from being where we are. And if, instead of embracing and experiencing this moment, we look at it in terms of what do I get or don't get, is it what I want or don't want, then we have all sorts of problems. Um, And that's what Joko wants us to look at, Because on one hand it's so simple and on the other hand it's so much what we don't want to do when we look for specific things to add, to fix, to get out of the circumstances of our life. So, um, I, I... would like, since you've all read this chapter, and it's a pretty long chapter, I want to um, open it up to your bringing up what you find particularly interesting or particularly confusing in this, what disappointments don't seem to be entrances into your practice, or what entrances you've discovered in the practice, what icy couches even in the middle of your heated life in the summer, whether it's in the 80s and humid in the Midwest or in 100 here, but at least dry. So what icy couches do we have a hard time with? So I'll stop there and see if we can explore further.
2: This is Delinda, and um, I'm back on page 119 in Experiences and Experiencing because yes. of, of uh, a line there. Uh, as long as another person is an object to us...
0: Wait, wait. Tell, tell me where on 119 so that everyone first, can...
2: It's the first full paragraph okay. on... On yes, that's I, at the end of the first
0: full paragraph.
2: Yeah, and the last sentence in that paragraph.
0: Uh-huh. Yes.
2: As, as long as another person is an object to us, we can be sure that there's no genuine love or compassion between us. And I was... Uh, my question was um, uh, as long as another person is an object to us, Uh uh-huh. but then... Then in the icy couch, I think my answer, the answer to that question is in the first paragraph on 122 in the icy couch, which is, I see you, I comment on you, I have thoughts about you or myself or Uh whatever, that, that then that's when we're... When people are an object to us. Yes. Um, but wouldn't it be? I mean, people that don't practice aren't, aren't uh, we objects to those people
1: all the time?
0: Whether whether we're an object to them isn't isn't the point, Isn't the issue? That's not for us. In other words, if they treat us as objects. That's their practice and their life. What's ours is to look at what we're doing. Even so-called, let's say, difficulties that the others might have with us, that's not a ground for us to believe our difficulties, stories about them. Or, if we take that as a ground, then that becomes a source of making trouble for ourselves and others see practice is not about others doing it the way i want and then i'll be okay practicing with them or or sharing life with them or whatever that kind of trading saying you do this and I'll do that is exactly what she's talking about doesn't work I mean she talked about in a sense honeymoon periods and then all of a sudden coming face to face with the reality of how the other person is or isn't and our inability to work with that as daily life Um, and she points out how that's not what it's about, or let's say it differently, that will give us sometimes so-called satisfaction, but it's always um, a dependent satisfaction, if you do such and such. And that sort of thing always gets us in trouble. It's That's getting life, quote, under control, but we could never... Because people are always changing, we have no guarantee, and therefore we're always on the lookout for what we don't have in our control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you.
2: That's that's helpful. Okay. What I found helpful in this chapter, well, many things, but the first thing was the way Joko broke down the three strategies of life. Uh-huh. And I thought that was very clear. Yeah. And then on page 123, she ends up by saying, "By the, and this is in the third paragraph near the end, by the time we reach adulthood,
0: the system is ourselves. And then this sentence. Wait, it's wait, wait. We... One second. Where was that? On, in which paragraph? Where's that? Part? Third paragraph. Ah, okay. By the t- at the end at the, of it, t- yes.
2: By, by the time we reach adulthood, um, the system is ourselves. It's one of those three. Yeah. It's what we call the ego. Yes. Oh, that really struck me as a real clear understanding. I've never heard anybody really, or read anywhere, and Uh I don't read in psychology very much or something like that, but um, such a clear description of the ego.
0: Yeah, now it's important to know first that these are generalities, so in a way saying it's got to be one of these three, it could be all sorts of mixtures of those. And what's more important is don't believe that there is a so-called solid ego. What there is, is the, the arising of cause and effect circumstances that manifest as the ego right now. Right now. Otherwise, we go looking to fix someone else's ego or our own. There isn't anything that needs to get fixed, except when we're believing now the truth is there are these habits of uh, which is what she's talking about when she says ego she's talking about these habits that sort of come up in the process of living that we believe and buy into and we're so comfortable with it's almost like we're a, a, a stream of water but there's these um, be- riverbeds that we so easily flow into So when we're flowing, this riverbed, whether it's the riverbed of this, of attacking, of pleasing, withdrawing, or some combination of that, or some variations on that, we just flow into that riverbed when we're responding to circumstances, or more accurately, reacting to circumstances without even knowing that we're flowing into that, because it seems so, quote, natural. So it's important that that we see it in that way. Um, and there, Cindy's joined us, I think. Yeah. So, good. Um, and that's what you bring up. That it seems natural, and therefore we do it without even, and that's what Joke was talking about, we do it without even seeing how it's resulting in us avoiding our life, or avoiding the life moment of right now, because it seems natural. This and it way seems of responding. and
3: uh, predictive, and
0: all these. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not wonderful. Sometimes it's sometimes terrible. Comfortable. Well, that that's time. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable. It's very. And yet, because it seems so natural, we just go to it and would rather be uncomfortable in our reactive upset or anger, rather than seeing what it is that's doing and creating that, and rather than being willing to experiencing, to be the experiencing moment of what we say I shouldn't have to experience, or whatever we say about it. See, if it was always comfortable, no one would ever come to practice. Because, hey, if your life is always great, great. Then why, the point of the icy couch is it's not great. And, and the source of the not great is not outside there, but in terms of what we're doing with uh, with the present moment couch. Or what we're doing with the present moment experiencing which makes it uncomfortable or suffering or painful for us. See, that's the the point. Um, And that's where, where she brings in this aspect of the promise never kept. See, if As she says it on page 124 in the middle of the page, in the middle of the first full paragraph, if we're living out of our strategy, nothing seems to work at some point. And it's because phenomenal life, or let's say it differently, constant changing life by definition is a promise that is never kept. And it's never kept because a promise asks for a solidity of life to always be a certain way. And the ongoing change and non-fixed, permanent other or self means that promises don't get kept because promises are made up stories of what's going to be. And reality doesn't follow those stories. It is just the way it is. That's the point that she wants us to make. See? Things won't work if you think they'll work the way you think they should be. If you're willing to be on whatever couch appears and take care of what's needed based on that couch, then great! Then you'll have a wonderful, easy life. Because a couch will always appear. that's what she's saying. Or as she puts it at the end of the quote from Benoit, um, we should be as though we tranquilly stretched out our body on a hard but friendly rock that was exactly... Molded to our form. Exactly, molded to our form. Can you imagine that? What other kind of personal service could you get? (laughs) A bespoke couch, to use a a fancy word. You know what the word bespoke means? Yep, tailor made, yeah. What's it mean? Bespoke means um, made to measure. In other words, a bespoke suit would be a a, a made to measure suit that you went into the tailor and they measured your body and they measured your arms and they measured your neck and they measured your legs, etc., etc. And then you have a custom made suit that fits your body perfectly. You know, it's not an off the rack style. So, a bespoke couch would be your life. Your life is a bespoke couch if you're willing to embrace it. (coughs) Excuse me. All silent.
2: <laughs> Writing down your quote. <laughs>
0: what? Oh, you're. <laughs> it's all in in, in Joko. I <laughs> uh,
2: no, uh, no uh, the bespoke using. Oh,
0: bespoke. bespoke. <laughs> well, in a way, our life is bespoke, but we don't recognize it. And when we don't recognize it, it has to be readjusted, not by us, by, but by the circumstances. So every time we react to it, the circumstances, in, in a sense, have to be adjusted to our reactive belief and, and habits. And therefore, the circumstances, again, offer us an opportunity of living completely this universe life that we are it's when we demand the universe to be the way we are we get in trouble but when we allow ourselves to live the universe that is our life then right there is the I'll say the awakened life or right there is the bespoke couch for us perfectly fitting for what our life this moment is I might be pronouncing it, it wrong. I've, I, I don't, I, I think I'm pronouncing it right, but I might be doing, pronouncing the word wrong.
2: But no, I think you are. I mean, I've heard it that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You spoke. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a couple of questions, but let me um. Uh... Let me start with one uh, on page 124, and uh, that's the second paragraph of that page. As we sit, the endless spinning in our heads reveals to us our strategy. If we're able our thoughts long enough, we're going to recommend our strategy. It's the strategy itself that generates the buzzing thoughts. And this last sentence is what I'd like to discuss first, which is, uh, Only one thing in our life is not caught by the strategy. And that's the physical, organic life of the body. Um, Now, that's uh, interesting, because in a sense, the body is affected by the thoughts and such. Yeah. But, um, so...
0: And, And that's what she says, the immediately next... Right. Of course, the endless spinning... Now, see, the story, using words like there's our head or our thoughts and our body, that's a way of talking about it. There is not really two separate things. There's no body without thoughts. There's no thoughts without body, no feelings without body. But she's using this to talk about it. Of course, the body is taking punishment because it reflects our Um, self-centeredness. So... In one sense, we talk about that as a skillful means to support and encourage us to make practice efforts, but truly there aren't such two things, body and mind or strategies and body. Um, But we sometimes have to talk that way because it seems that way to us. Um, And when we especially are uh, let's say caught in the reactive emotion, thought, habits, and we focus on that, we almost cut ourselves off from our experiencing. So we have to do something to counter that cutting off. But they're really, ne- we are never cut off. But we, because we believe we are, we suffer. When we discover we aren't, then. And that's exactly what the icy couch is. It's the opportunity to discover that we're never cut off. And it means discovering it in the circumstance of the moment the way it is, however it is. Right.
1: Uh, and then on 127, that first paragraph she says, only a very few who are nervously persistent... We take everything in life as an opportunity and not as an insult, we'll finally understand. Uh-huh. Um, she talks about the imaginary film and disillusionment as an opportunity, and a gift, really.
0: Yeah, but, but right after what, where you stopped, we'll yeah. finally... So if we spend all of our effort in trying to make our strategy work better then we're just spinning our wheels. In other words, if we keep on trying to figure out, well, what do I have to do in order to get him or her to do what I want, or to get, and you add on whatever you want to get, or not get, or avoid. As long as we're working on that level, she says, sometimes you'll get it, but you can just as well not get it because of the nature of the universe meaning the nature of our life. And if we get, if we uh, trap ourselves in the trying to get it to be a certain way or spending our efforts in trying to make our strategies work better, then we're guaranteed to have failures and suffering. That's the point, is that that we need In a way, what she's saying is redirect your energy and attention, because in a way that's all we have, is our energy and attention. That's all we have as our life. And if we redirect it from what's not skillful to what is, then we can live our life joyfully, even if it means being joyful in what's, seemingly hard, cold, uncomfortable, etc.
1: Thank you. Yes. So when we start to see some of our
0: strategies, you know, whatever they are, the various types of the three these three and the variations of them. You begin to see that and notice the suffering that comes up. Is that the icy couch that we have to that's been molded to our form? Actually seeing that is, is just a part A, that is the opportunity to then if if I say it, open yourself up to the experiencing of the the present moment, because the disappointment usually is connected to specific circumstances, internal, external, specific conditions, events, etc. That's the icy couch, not the head, not more thoughts and and getting more ideas or even insights. Insights are great momentary flashes, but if they don't um in a sense support you in in the experiencing then they're not worth a farthing to, to use a british expression they're not worth uh in they're not even worth a, 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 a tiny drop of dust because then they just become more uh concepts that still Create a barrier between you and the couch of the moment. See? The point of insights is to enable us to live the insights, not to think the insights or feel the insights or brag about them. But how do we live that? How do we allow that to cut through, so to speak, our beliefs or even our so-called spiritual materialism to lift someone else's uh, phrase.
3: repeat what you
0: just said? You no, I can't repeat anything. <laughs> what
3: do you mean by spiritual materialism?
0: Not, that's like, just more I, more ideas we, we have and make of insights and beliefs and accomplishments. That's what I mean by that. Mm. See? That just becomes another hindrance. And um, then we sometimes talk about that as golden chains. Um. Oh, yes.
3: I could use some gold. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> Your whole life is gold.
3: <laughs> change or no ch- change or any other shape. Um, you know, I've been um I wonder <laughs> if <laughs> what, <laughs> what about Practice. I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I feel like I'm like a constant failure <laughs> practicing. <laughs> it's like.
0: Don't believe I, it.
3: I don't think that's <laughs> possible. <laughs>
0: what? Don't believe it.
3: Don't believe what? That you're a
0: constant <laughs> failure.
3: I'm about to not believe anything. <laughs> Good! <laughs> I don't believe anything anymore. Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I read these things and I'm, I'm, mean, I, you know, study and I feel like I'm trying to practice and then it all like I like it all is it's all for naught. Just all of a sudden something happens and it's totally I'm right back. Yes. To like you say old habits and it's like it's like I have no. Control over it is like, out
1: of
3: control. And so then I come back to go, well, uh, start over, try again.
0: When old habits arise, so, so to speak, all that is is an indication that your life circumstances are offering you a new opportunity because... If I'll say it this way, you've become stronger and more able to work with those circumstances. Um, So don't consider it a a negative thing that all of a sudden, as you say, I'm back into old circumstances. Firstly, there's never old circumstances because it's always the right now reactions. But my response, my
3: response. That's right.
0: That's the reactions.
3: It's right back. It's like right back. Oh. I thought I had been working
0: on that, and here I am, And and here you are with the opportunity, (laughs) for whatever reason, that this is what life is offering you, to see how your practice is with this. Not in order to give yourself a test or a judgment or a score, but to Uh see... What do, what can I do right now with this couch? Just because I took care of the couch yesterday doesn't take care of the couch of today. Doesn't take, today is where our practice is. Yesterday's accomplishments, useless. Not that they don't have cause and effect right now, but it's always right now that we have to take care of. And This is our opportunity, not to be judged, not to give ourselves a grade, but to do the best we can, even with our so-called belief that I failed. That's just a story. Then, that's ours to rest in. Rest in the experiencing of, oh, oh, how could I have done that again? Oh, that right there is our opportunity. Not that we want that. Not that that's what we wish for. Not that we don't say, "I don't want this."
3: Ah, oh, this isn't.
0: And nevertheless, no, right I, there.
3: Want, I want a blissful Buddhist life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, great.
3: <laughs> How did we get that? <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yes. (laughs) As Suzuki Roshi says, you're perfect the way you are. In other words, your life is perfect (laughs) the way it is. And?
3: Blissful. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. (laughs) It's just bliss. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) Let me just, on page 127, the second full paragraph, Jokel begins this. So there's nothing in life but opportunity, nothing. And that includes anything we can think of. And she goes on to say, until we are disillusioned about the imaginary film that we spin endlessly, that means all the stories and judgments, etc., Um, And she says, we hardly open our eyes in the morning before it begins, unless and until we're disillusioned, we won't be willing to, as she says, stay with the cramp. That means won't be willing to be the experiencing the way it is. To be on this couch, my life, as this moment is. And then... Of course, also do whatever it is that's appropriate being on this couch. Being on this couch doesn't just mean lying there completely immobile, uh, completely inactive. It means inhabiting this moving couch, which is responding to circumstances, which is doing from this inhabiting this body-mind-universe moment. Doing what's skillful, doing what's beneficial, what's compassionate, whatever is appropriate—not what we figured out, but what comes out of being present or being experiencing. That's what she's talking about. And and she she acknowledges as a dharma talk, this all sounds forbidding. So she acknowledges that. <laughs> But, she says, this is the gateless gate to joy. And, of course, if it's a gateless gate, that means you don't have to go through anywhere. You you are right here. You don't even have to go through the gate. Right here is where it is. Right where you are. Right as you are. That's why it's called the no-gate gate. But, we still have to go through the gateless gate, despite what I just said.
1: And <laughs> yeah. um, one other thing on page one twenty nine, where uh-huh. this having the interaction with the students,
2: uh-huh.
1: and um, it, it, it's the um, the third one down for her. It says yes, but the real causes is not a matter of muscles. Our basic desire to survive. Well, uh-huh. I all of our troubles. If there, it, it, it just, if there was some way of managing muscles and all, body able to produce light and specifics. But the piece that I thought was interesting is our basic desire to survive.
0: Yes. Now, who is the hour that's trying to survive? It's the self-centered, self-image that we believe we are. See? And it's the, those beliefs that come out in those three strategies that she talked about. It's what we want to survive is our ideas of who we are rather than being the present moment. Rather than forgetting self, we want to carry the self along and awaken all the 10,000 things, As do, to paraphrase Dogen. To study the way is to study the self or to practice the self and to practice the self is to forget the self, and forgetting the self is being awakened by as this present moment universe manifesting and this goes on endlessly, says Dogen. To para you know, I'm paraphrasing him, so please excuse my loose uh, translation and quotation. But that's exactly what our practice is, and it's ongoing. Meaning it's Cycles and spirals, in fact maybe i 'll talk about this on Saturday Sunday, so um, that not not this this chapter i 've talked about plenty, but I, I think this is a this is a very good and important uh, piece, and the more we can clarify this, the more we can see how this supports us in being present and supports us in living our life so that we can be the experiencing moment. I hope you've noticed that chapter after chapter here sort of builds on each other. So this builds on the previous chapter of experiences and experiencing, and that builds on the previous chapter of preparing the ground. It's one chapter after another is... Um, they are. They support each other, and they support the ongoing practice. So, this is Lynn. Yes. And I'm wondering if uh, it's. I'm trying to track some of the phrases that she uses
2: to make sure I'm uh, getting anywhere close to what she's intending. So. Um, is it fair to say then that that the cramp she's referring to this this uh, fundamental bodily contraction, if you will, yes. is sort of the ground
0: of a belief system that's trying to to be permanent, you know, to survive as as it is. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's a, a, a fund when when she uses the term fundamental cramp. She doesn't mean that there is a single thing, and that's why she emphasized that it's not a, bo- a, a, a matter of body work. But it, that it, see, there is no—it's constant changing. But the constant changing gives birth to ongoing ma- ways that it's manifested as our life, and it, it has different facets and different aspects. But there's call it tendencies that we have, just like I have a tendency to speak with a New York accent, it just comes out, I don't, there's no place I could find New York accent in my brain or body, and yet, as soon as I speak, it comes out in my speech. In that same sense, our styles and strategies and cramps come out moment by moment, because they, the one moment gives birth to the next moment as cause and effect, and, <laughs> and, It's always in the particular moment of right now that we have the practice opportunity, have the icy couch, have the experiencing that, in a sense, liberates us to be the whole universe that we encounter, which we always are, and yet we can refuse to be. Does that make sense, Lynn?
2: It does. That's very helpful. Thank you.
0: Good. You're very welcome. Okay, so we can bring this up again, but um, w- next week we'll read melting ice cubes. So next week is the third um, of August. The the week after that, the tenth of of August. I I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm likely to be out of town, so we won't have a class then. But I'll I'll know more specifically next week, but. It seems to me, um, based on what I know now, is I'll be out of town, and therefore there won't be a class then. But there will be one on the 3rd, to the extent that I can say anything about the future. So, until then, thank you. Good night.
1: Good night. Good night. Good
3: night.